Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Today's readings are from the Feast of St. Andrew the Apostle, a reading from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. The scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, enriching all who call upon him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone to preach? And how can people preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. But not everyone has heeded the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what was heard from us? Thus, faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. But I ask, did they not hear? Certainly they did, for their voice has gone forth to all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response, your words, Lord, are spirit and life. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The decree of the Lord is trustworthy, giving wisdom to the simple. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The command of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eye. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true, all of them just. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. They are more precious than gold, than a heap of purest gold, sweeter also than syrup or honey from the comb. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Recently, Pope Francis, the Orthodox Patriarch of Constantinople and the Patriarch of the Assyrian Church of the East, have expressed their hope that by the year 2025, Christians throughout the world would once again celebrate Easter on the same date. Until the late 16th century, the date for Easter was determined based on its relationship to the spring equinox, according to the Julian calendar, the calendar established by Julius Caesar. Uh, back, you know, uh, just before Jesus lived. The Council of Nicaea in the year 325 AD established a common date for Easter as the Sunday following the spring equinox. However, by the 16th century, it was apparent that the Julian calendar was way out of sync with the solar year. So Pope, Pope Gregory XIII accepted the recommendations of astronomers on calendar reform, and a new calendar was instituted, which we now call the Gregorian calendar after Pope Gregory, and it is accepted and used throughout the whole world. However, the Orthodox churches continue to use 
the Julian calendar for purposes of determining the date of Easter. As a result, the Roman Catholics and Orthodox, Orthodox Catholics rarely celebrate Easter on the same day, and the celebrations can sometimes be as much as a month apart. So the hope is that by the year 2025, which is the 1700th anniversary of the Council of Nicaea, we can finally get all back on the same page, at least on that one detail. Crazy, isn't it? You know, it's always kind of puzzling to me that we honor each of the 12 apostles, with obviously Matthias replacing Judas, in a more intentional way than many other saints. I mean, let's face it, we know almost nothing about them. Andrew is somewhat more prominent than the others, I guess, in, in that in John's gospel, at least, he meets Jesus before uh, his brother Simon does and actually makes their introduction. Tradition and legend holds that after Pentecost, Andrew preached in Greece and Turkey and was martyred there. Because of the traditional geographic location of his ministry in Greece and Turkey, St. Andrew's Feast is actually a huge one in the Orthodox churches, much more than it is for Roman Catholics and Western Christianity. But why should the feast of any apostle be commemorated more solemnly than that of, say, Mother Teresa or St. Padre Pio, the details of whose lives are well documented and their holiness well known? So today I look at St. Paul's words in today's first reading when uh, he says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. No one who believes in him will be put to shame. And how can they hear without someone to preach? And how can people preach unless they are sent? It is written, uh, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. The goal of our faith is preaching the good news to others so that everyone can share in it. In that sense, we're all called to be apostles. And the message we are sent to proclaim on which every other aspect of church teaching is founded is this, very simple. Jesus of Nazareth was raised from the dead. That has ramifications on every detail and moment in our lives. The problem is that we get so caught up in the details that we lose, lose sight of what unites us. Through him, with him, and in him, we are children of God and heirs to an everlasting kingdom. Nothing else matters. Nothing else makes a difference. Nothing else makes sense if we don't constantly focus on the resurrection. Everyone who believes in Jesus as Messiah knows this to be true. So why can't Easter? then, be the source of our unity and celebration. Let's pray that as Christians, we get our act together soon, maybe even before 2025. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day.